Welcome into the Esports Network podcast right here, of course, on the Esports Network, where we talk all about esports from players, coaches, fans, and events. That's a big deal nowadays with the post-pandemic world soon approaching. We have events coming back, and here to kind of help me discuss what he does out at his little venue, of course, a little venue, I'm saying that, uh, you know, <laughs> sarcastically, Esports Stadium Arlington. Let's welcome in Tyler Wentz. He's the Director of Global Partnerships there. Tyler, thanks for coming on the show and kind of giving us your thoughts once the return of land is coming up and as well as what you're working on over at ESA. Yeah, Kevin, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. I'm excited to speak to some of the things that we're doing. And like you said, we are Little Venue is an understatement. Uh, largest you know, esports facility in all of North America. Very proud of that. So happy to, like I said, talk about everything and tell you about all the great things we have coming here at Esports Stadium Arlington. Of course, Esports Stadium Arlington, the largest esports facility of its kind in North America. What is 100,000 square feet? can hold up to 2,500 spectators, depending on how, the, how they set up the event. But currently, you guys are recovering from the pandemic and, and you're part of this new team that's been brought in at the helm this past year to kind of bring things up to speed and and, and really kind of uh, bring this new post-pandemic world to, to, to fruition, if you will. But a little bit of background on Tyler in case you don't know about him. He joined ESA in April of this year. Uh, he was with the MLS, that's a Major League Soccer team, FC Dallas up in Frisco, which is a weird thing to name your team, FC Dallas, when you're in Frisco. But we're that's, that's, that's neither here nor there, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was there for two years um it was really great uh had a really great team there learned a lot from uh, the partnership team there melissa janetta their vp of business development lauren halsey the director um they brought me in learned just so much about you know partnerships um i'm sure you know this kevin just sports while it's all relatively the same it's different per league when when you're doing partnerships and things like that in events so it was just really great great to be there and, and learn from them and then just to kind of build on that background from there was with the florida panthers uh hockey club uh, nhl team and uh south florida for four years um their partnership team as well learned a lot there so partnerships and sports has been my my forte and uh now i'm excited to bring it to esports that's awesome and then i like i said I, I always love seeing sports people come into the esports space and provide their unique perspective i don't think a lot of the, the melding of two worlds is kind of an interesting thing from my point of view but uh let's get back to your experience right you, you have experience working with mls you just mentioned with uh, nhl and i'm sure of course you grew up a sports fan when did you first have esports on the radar and what was your first reaction to it i know you kind of grew up a gamer but esports isn't exactly you know all-encompassing gaming right yeah i would say like you said i grew up a gamer so i grew up in the days of halo and uh that was my big game growing up in gears of war and call of duty and everything i was in college when black ops and modern warfare came out it probably was not a good thing spent a lot of time you know playing that not as much time in class maybe i should have but uh you know for me i always just had a draw to gaming um even in florida we 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 recognized in about I think it was 2016 or 2017 that esports was growing, and that's really when like Fortnite took off with Ninja and everything. And um, our ownership, you know, and our leadership said, "Hey, how do we how do we do esports?" And so myself and a few other members who the staff knew that were gamers were kind of tasked with figuring it out. Um, and I started poking around basically then. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to get anything really going. Um, you know, being a sports team, you know, the focus is obviously on the team and not necessarily the esports side of things. So um, 
that was unfortunate. But when I got to FC Dallas, you know, MLS has the EMLS, yes, which is you know the FIFA competitive, and all the teams participate in that. Some teams have one player, some teams have multiple players, and um, what was unique about working with FC Dallas is Dan Hunt, um, the Hunt family. That you know they're the owners of FC Dallas, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Dan Hunt was the in the office every single day. I got to know him on a personal level. I got to speak with him all the time, and. Um, I one day just point blank went up to him and said, Hey, Dan, uh, what's our, what's our vision with EMLS and our, our pro player? And are we looking to do anything in esports? And he said, yeah, figure it out. And I was like, <laughs> okay, um, not a lot to go on there, but I'll, I'll figure it out. So, and you know, Ben was with me, um, you know, again, we were on the partnership team. So Ben Colancini, who's my counterpart uh, here at uh, Esports Stadium Arlington, he was with me at FC Dallas. Him and I started working. We were starting to think of, hey, what do we do? So we looked, we said, okay, let's look in our market. Let's look in Dallas. We knew about Esports Stadium Arlington. Um, so maybe they, maybe they can provide us some insight. Maybe we can talk to them about how they're um, – running tournaments and monetizing it and things like that so we connected with with uh, chino lee who's our cro here at esports stadium arlington and did a little bit of networking and that's really when it was literally when we met with him when my eyes turned to esports and said there's an opportunity here um for for myself and even for ben as well to to come into the esports world and really do something special and amazing and, and help build a venue in the world of esports that's that's awesome and so i, I don't know if, I, if you know this but i actually had alan avi on this show and my previous show at espn uh, dallas talking about esports and he was of course fc dallas's representative in, 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 in uh, emls and now he's with complexity up there still staying in frisco of course so i know all about the the great work fc dallas has kind of done in in that space for EM, emls and i'm happy to see that you uh, you know actually got some reward out of it now moved into esports stadium arlington with ben uh, colancini of course director of corporate partnerships over there and i mean just from your perspective, right? What kind of overlap is there between sports and esports from the partnership perspective, from the business perspective? Are there any differences at all? Um, I mean, for us, we're in a new, unique position. If we were, let's say, just a team, we're a complexity or a team NV or optic or somewhere, we're just the team. We don't have our own venue. It's a little different because you're the partnerships are solely based around the team and the competition, right? Whereas we're a venue. Um, and so that's where sports and esports in this instance is really similar because, um, you know, like with FC Dallas or with the Florida Panthers or, um, you know, any other team, you, you know, you have your partnerships in the stadium, in the arena that's centered around the teams that are playing. Well, our teams that are playing are all of the events that we bring. So mm-hmm. like we just had, um, major four for call of duty a couple weekends ago we're about to have major five come up uh here in a few weeks and so all those teams come in here and so our partnerships are centered around hey you're in the venue you're going to have a chance to be a part of some of these major events as well as we do our own internal events you know more on a local level so for us you know we the it's pretty much just stepping into kind of what we are doing but our focus instead of selling around um i say selling you know building a partnership around a team um we're building it around our events now um mm. kind of what we're doing um the process is the same it's just you're kind of having to look at it through a little bit of a different lens um but we've i mean we've had we love it we've had a lot of success already um it's not i know there's a long-winded answer here but like no it's fine. not a whole lot of difference honestly it really isn't the process is really the same it's just tailoring it to what brands are looking for 
in partnerships with esports, what's their focus? Um, and when we figure that out, then we 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 come at them with a really great partnership opportunity. And um, it, so far, it's worked out, and we we continue to keep you know we hope to keep building on our successes that we've had so far. Never be afraid to give a long winded answer on this <laughs> on this podcast, please. I prefer the less I'm talking, the better. Honestly, <laughs> well, th- th- I'm going to caution you that because if you don't cut me off, I will go and go and go. I, I, I even tell my team, don't let me talk too long because no, just no, no, talking. trust me. I, I had this little itch in the back of my head, like the, that radio voice saying, "Hey, man, he's, he's talking for too long. We got to go to break soon." I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! I'm on a podcast now. I don't have to go to break. There is no break, <laughs> <laughs> so I can just go. We can go as long as we can go ten hours if he lights and be fine. But uh, I'm, I mean, this is uh, such a different kind of position that you've been in right not not traditionally esports not traditionally sports i mean but can you talk about the the application process for your job that you like would you get hired on traditionally or was it like a kind of hey uh let's talk to you i'll talk to you let's network a little bit and hey i got this position opening up why don't you apply for it and then we'll just head it off and do an interview and that'll work that way but what was that kind of uh, application process for getting your current position at esa yeah i mean it was not the traditional route it was not the um Hey, go on a job website or go on the uh, venues website and hey, there's an opening and apply. That's not how it worked, at least for for, for myself and for Ben as well. Um, we both, like I said, when we both connected with Chino and we were we were trying to pick their his brain and his team's brain around, hey, what are you guys doing with your partnerships? How do we integrate uh, you know partners into our uh, our own FC Dallas thing, stuff like that. Uh, he, he told us, he's like, I don't have a partnerships team. Um, we're looking to build one out. And that's kind of the moment Ben and I looked at each other like, well, you know, this is something we both are very passionate about in terms of gaming. We both love esports. We both follow, um, various influencers and competitive players and things like that. Maybe it's worth throwing our name in this hat. And so we just said, Hey, listen, I'm not sure what your timeline is for this, but whenever you start, we'd like to throw our names in for consideration. And, um, you know, we hope, you know, hope it works out. And if it doesn't know all good, understand it. And I think that was on a Friday and on Monday he called us and said, uh, Hey, I want to interview you guys formally. And I think within that week we were brought up, we were officially hired, um, <laughs> and brought in. Um, and so what we, what we found is, and we actually have a colleague, uh, that used to work with us at FC Dallas who went over to team envy and, we asked him about because we, we reached out to him and asked him about how their and Team Envy is doing their partnerships and stuff and how people get into esports and he's like, you know, he just said it kind of just falls into your lap. Um, esports is still kind of the wild west of things in terms of partnerships and jobs and who can do what and everything. So we were like, okay, well, if that's the case. Like maybe you know, maybe something will fall into our lap. And sure enough, it did. And one of the things that Ben and I have focused on too is just with that, you know, speaking to the application process is we're actually working on ways that people who are interested in getting into esports can formally apply and know about positions that are open here at Esports Stadium Arlington. Um, because in the and coming from the sports world, you know, it's there's a website like Teamwork Online. Every team posts, you know, their openings there. So it's like if you want to work in Denver or Tampa or Seattle, if they have a position open, that like you can go to this website and see it. And we kind of want to take that model a little bit, but tailor it specifically to our venue and show people like, hey, there are jobs in esports that's not just being the gamer, being the professional player, you know, like we're, we're on the partnerships team. There's a whole production team. We got a marketing team. We got a social media team. So, um, not, you know, the, the, the process was not the traditional sense. It was very much networking. Uh, but we're going to try to, uh, we're going to try our best to make it a little bit more 
traditional um, so people can have more opportunities. I love it. Increasing the accessibility, get more people involved. And that's always the name of the game. You know, we can't all be gamers. So unfortunately, a lot of us have to work behind the scenes. And I think somebody phrased it perfectly for every, you know, one player you see on a stage, there's like 20 people behind them that helped them get there, which is like, you know, from production to marketing sales to, you know, brand partnerships are really coming together to kind of pay for things and get, get things going for the most part. And so I'm happy to you guys are kind of trying to, to, to pass it along in your own way, pay it forward. And that's, that's always, you know, great to hear. So, um, your day to day, right? Let's talk about what you do on a daily basis, which I'm sure is a lot of phone calls. Like your colleague Ben is, he, I, I, you know, he, he's been around you pacing back and forth. I see that on a, on a call, <laughs> which is okay. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, what are your day to day? What is your day to day like responsibilities look like in terms of how many calls, meetings do you have lined up, proposals are you drafting up for for companies? What are you looking at for your day to days? Yeah, I mean, our day to day is. Um I mean, it's kind of a traditional sales day. We, we kind of, we get in here, we, you know, I plan ahead, Ben plans ahead. Um, we've got two account managers on our team as well, who we're, we're molding into partnerships, people um, trying to get them to plan ahead, but it's basically just, you know, kind of show up. Hey, do I, I always start my day with follow-ups. Who do I need to follow up with? Um, whether that's email, um, we noticed during COVID, most people don't pick up their phones. It's only email. So we don't really make a whole lot of tr- tr- you know, phone calls in the traditional sense of, of, of the selling process, but we do a lot of emails. Um, I do my follow-ups and then I go right into new business uh, outreach. Um, my team, uh, you know, we kind of tell, tell our team, hey, find what works for you. If you want to do your new business outreach in the morning and then do your follow-ups in the afternoon or vice versa, um, you know, what works for you? Because what works for me won't necessarily work for maybe Ben. Um, and Ben and I have different processes. <laughs> both are successful, both work, but we just have our, we do things differently. Um, our account managers, Patrick and Ashton, they do things differently. Um, but for us, you know, we kind of do that when it comes to getting our outreach done. And then when it comes to like setting meetings, like Ben and I have almost every meeting together because um, we, we bring to the table just different perspectives on things. So I may look at, you know, a brand may tell me, tell us something that's important to them. And I'll look at it through one lens. He'll look at it through another. Um, and, but it's helpful because, it, you know, we want more ideas. Mm. Um, there's no bad ideas, right? It's just, let's find the best ideas. So when we have meetings, it's all about finding those, those best ideas. And then when we're actually putting together, like I can say like this week for our team, very low outreach right now because we have, um, and it's a great problem to have. We have a lot of proposals that need to be built. Um, we have a lot of meetings that we've set. So, and we have an event on Friday, which is the battle for Texas. So it's like, we are just swamped with things to do and all good problems to have. Um, so yeah, so like with our proposals, just like, it's a very collaborative thing. Um, we're, we're working on two decks right now, and I won't. I can't get into specifics with who they are, but working on two decks right now, it's an, it's a group effort. It's an, it's it's our entire team is is brainstorming ideas, um, is is building slides, is editing photos, it's creating image. I mean, we're doing everything together because um, these two these two proposals are very they're they're very big, and it can be very impactful for our venue. Um, even on the smaller things that like we have, things like our proposals that are you know. I wouldn't say small. No deal is a small deal, in my opinion. But on deals that don't take as long to build, we still all collaborate on everything. Um, so our day to day, I mean, it, it it follows a. We have an end goal, like it follows a path, but it really changes on what we're doing. Um, you know, two weeks ago, if you we'd been talking, it would have been like, "Hey, we're just doing outreach right now and setting <laughs> meetings." This week, it's, "Hey, we're we're building we're building decks and um, setting meetings and preparing for an event." So it, it's ever changing. 
Um, but what's great about it is, is our team has done just a really great job of, of working together, being collaborative, and like I said, finding the best ideas that we can to make the most impactful partnerships. You know, on the surface, this sounds like a, a regular old corporate traditional office job, right? But I mean, it kind of is. I mean, <laughs> it kind of is. It's not, uh, when I got this job, and I know when Ben, uh, his his friends asked him like, "Oh, so what do you guys do? Just play video games all day?" I mean, no, we uh, we rarely talk about video games. Actually, we rarely we talk about <laughs> esports. It's hey, when's this event? When is Battle for Texas's date exactly? What time does it start at? Um, when's uh, Major Five start at? Who's all gonna be here? Um, you know, we'll we'll have our moments where we'll all talk about like, "Oh, hey, I was playing Call of Duty last night. I got a great kill or whatever." But for the most part, it it's it's a it's a it's a job it is it's but it's a fun job we love it um like i said we have a great team and our environment that ben and i are trying to foster here um is a very you know just positive high energy so it's a place that we want our guys to be be at and want to come in and uh you know work and again like not a lot of people what is it i think ben told me this the other day it's like 97 percent of people go to a job they don't like yeah and when we got here we were like okay we got to make it to where we're the we're the outlier we're the three percent we want everyone to want to be here and want to work and have a great time and so far i think we've done a great job doing that and speaking of that great job you guys have been doing i mean obviously uh things change a lot during 2020 uh you know i got a new job i'm sure you guys applied for new jobs and then 2021 rolls around you get a, a new job at esports stadium arlington but obviously hirings like yourself on the up and up for the venue what are some successes you guys have experienced so far under your 10 11 12 weeks working with esports stadium arlington yeah i mean it's the first success that we've had and any salesperson that's listening will, will agree with this. I mean, we've set, I don't know how many meetings, I think it's like 110 meetings, wow. in 10 weeks or something like that. I mean, at one point we're averaging like four meetings a day, um, every day. And it was, we were at the point where like, we're, we're like, we just don't have time to actually sit down and <laughs> we're like, I need to build a proposal, but I don't have time because I've got another meeting I need to jump on. Um, so that's one of the early successes that we've had. Just that the other thing is, is we've brought in um, three new partners that we've officially announced. Yes. Um, those are uh, JLab, formerly known as JLab Audio, a headset partner of ours. Um, Quadriclix, uh, which is a mouse partner. So it's an ergonomic mouse that's to help with carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, and I'm forgetting one and it's off. The, and I don't know why I'm spacing on this. I should know it. There's one more. I think Ben, did you, is you on the call? Did you jump on here? You can't, or he's, just, he's on, he can hear, but he can't speak. There's one more and I can't think of it. Um, but we've also, we're about to announce uh, three more partners. Oh, wow. Um, which is, which will be really exciting. So uh, one of them is a service branch. One of them is a, um, I don't want to give the names away without the official announcement. So one of them is a service branch. One of them is an apparel brand or a apparel accessory brand. Um, and then the other one, again, I'm blanking on the other one now. There's so, we're, we're just been going nonstop. I'm here now. Hey, there he is. Ben's here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Ben Palancini to the call. Join the chat. It's great to great to be on here. Um, Eastbat, Tyler. Eastbat. Yes. Uh, Thank you. The other part you were you were blanking on. Eastbat AI. Say. Yep. Yes. Yeah, Eastbat AI. So it's a media group. Um, directly an agency directly working in the esports space. So really, really fun partnership with them there. And then there's about another four that are about to be signed contract wise. That's why. Tyler is probably blanking on the ones he's allowed to speak about. Um, but yeah, we, we have a, a, a ton here coming down the pipeline. Um, and again, like Tyler mentioned, I mean, three months have pretty much, we have three deals done, another um, four or five about to be about to be signed here. 
um, setting over 110 meetings. It's just crazy, 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 crazy. So really exciting <laughs> to, to be a part of it. That's awesome, man. Also, welcome to the call, man. I welcome, appreciate you yeah. getting on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just, uh, I mean, again, echoing what Ben's saying, like it's in sales, it's like we, we find we take we take pride in our wins, and our wins are setting those meetings, our wins are signing those deals, things like that. Um, the success, Ben and I knew we would have success coming in here because we know how popular esports is, especially with um, just brands and you know around the world and around the country and everything. I don't know if we thought we'd have the numbers we have right now this fast. Um, but it's been very exciting, uh, to say the least. And every brand that we've talked to has been very excited about the partnership, which is great. Um, you know, just like, you know, partner shout out like JLab there. I think I've talked to them almost every day or every other day about how excited they are, which is really exciting, you know, for us because we, we want to work with brands that want to work with us and that see the value in esports and what a venue can bring to their brand. And so far, we've been very, like I said, we've been very successful and we, we got a couple we can't wait to announce. We're actually itching to announce them. Um, <laughs> just waiting for them to be finalized. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but like you can go to our website, esportsstadium.gg. Oh, we have a partner page and a media page. We do video press releases. Um, it's we, 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 we try to take that next step. So That's awesome. Exciting times. Man, I'm excited for you guys. I mean, I'm excited. It's in my own backyard, right? I, I grew up in Arling- Arlington, kid. I went to uh, Mansfield Timberview High School down the block on 360. So I'm right there. You know, I'm, I'm literally 20 minutes away from it. And it's, it's a great venue to go at if honestly i'll say this if nobody's been to the venue go visit it the gaming center is pretty cool the arena is pretty cool it's all great stuff i would highly suggest people go visit it and then kind of see what they've got going on but returns to land is a big deal right uh obviously yes you got community tournaments happening all around now you have a home stand of it uh, for the dallas fuel with just fans and then the players uh and now you got i mean you got exit stage five major you got more stuff in the work i mean how are you guys pulling off these major events and and working with these great partners how are you guys managing to pull that off, man? I mean, extreme credit to our CRO, Chino Lee. Um, mm-hmm. He he handles all of our events right now, and he has done a fantastic job of connecting with these uh, leagues and these event organizers and, and really you know showing the value in our venue and why these events could come. You know, or could come, why they should come to, to Esports Stadium Arlington. And we're seeing that they are. I mean, like we talked about, it's just at the beginning, you know, we're a hundred thousand square foot space, largest dedicated esports venue in North America. We have a full production team. We have twenty five hundred, you know, seating capacity. Um, we have a open, wide open gamer gallery. Reach us. I mean, we have all the things you would need for a great event um, to be held here, and not just esports events. Just you know, we have a bunch of other events that we haven't announced yet that are going to be here as well. So it's there's no reason why, in our mind, there's no reason why any league wouldn't want to host an event here. Um, we've had success. We continue to have success. Um, and, you know, it's to put it frankly, you know, we, we view it as we are the, not to discredit any other venue, but we view it as we're the best venue and we want, we're going to put on the best, the best, uh, events. I mean, stage four, major, or say stage four, major four, major five, um, this Dallas fuel event that's coming here. We get the esports awards coming mm-hmm. later this year. So, um, you know, like I said, we view ourselves as the best venue. We're going to have the best events. That's awesome. And obviously, uh, like you mentioned, other venues around the country kind of popping up as well. You guys aren't, aren't the only ones, but you guys are the biggest dedicated space. And so uh, my last question for you guys, or, or for just you specifically, Tyler, if you get a chance to, is just 
you see all these venues popping up dedicated to esports. Like I know Philadelphia had one. I think Toronto's building out a few. None as big as this one, obviously. But when you see more of these venues popping up, does it kind of give more credence to you guys when partners start looking at you and saying like, "Hey, what do you provide this? What do you provide that this venue doesn't?" And gives you kind of more, I guess, more ammo, if you will, to kind of give these partners like, "Hey, this is what we offer. This is what we can do." Like in terms of uh, just helping guys out in, in a business sense, a rising tide lifting all ships. Is that true or not in this case it's a great question um i think it can be true uh i tell you this one of the things that really excited been about and i about coming here was no one's really figured out the venue space in terms of of partnerships and how to really maximize the brands um and so we we hope that these new venues will rise you know rise the tides here for us uh, i won't you know i don't know enough about you know their teams or anything like that but i can tell you from just our standpoint um you know like I, i've already mentioned it like our events are just second to none right now i mean the amount of tier one events that we have coming to our venue um texas is an open state you know the governor Abbott removed the mass mandate you know we're kind of following the rangers model of 100 capacity and we and it and it's been successful right now and obviously when covid eventually you know knock on wood dies goes away or dies down and everybody else is open you know because it says okay well what can you offer now and you know we offer like i said just the space to host a plethora of events um the production capabilities um just speak on to that a little bit more like, i don't know what the production capabilities are like in these other venues but i can speak to our venue and say we have one of if i think the best production team i've ever seen we have a full control room we have a full audio room we have a observer room we can do replays um and not replay in the sense of hey we just clipped it and we'll put it out a couple of days like literally while the event's going on we'll capture something and then we'll go to a break we can run a replay almost instantaneous kind of like how you know football or soccer does and stuff like that like it really is just a great place to, 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 to be and to have events. And then like I said, like with our brands, we speak to it, Hey, you know, you are looking to get in front of this demographic or be a part of this type of event. We have it. We, I mean, we do, we, our demographic is the 18 to 34, which a lot of brands are targeting. The events are regional, national and international. Um, so brands have the exposure um, that they're looking for. So there's just a lot of really, great opportunities to be a part of this venue and, and to help grow. No, I completely understand. And it's, a, it's an awesome thing to, to see. And in my own backyard, again, I'm, I'm excited for you guys and I'm excited to see what you guys can kind of bring to the table. Uh, but I mean, I asked a lot of questions. You answered every, every one of them, you hit them out of the park to use a sports reference. And so I, I guess I, I'll, I'll ask you one last one and say, if anybody wants to kind of catch up with you or catch up with what you're doing at esports stadium, Arlington, where can they catch up with you? Where can they get in touch with you? And obviously if Ben Colancini is on the call, <laughs> you can also hop in as well. Yeah, I think Ben's still here. Um, and you guys feel free. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me. I'm happy to connect with people. Happy to talk about things. You can go, you know, follow us on Twitter, follow us uh, on Instagram, things like that. We post a lot of our internal uh, tournament announcements and things like that on social media. We have an events page on our website. You can be a part of our events. Um, and you, you know, like I said, brands looking to to connect, uh, feel free to reach out. If you're lo people looking to get into the esports world or just either either to connect or want to want to advise ben and i are always happy to to connect with people we want to pay it forward we had a lot of people pay it forward for us and so we want to return that favor and and you know help the next generation of uh esports people you know coming up 
Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. Obviously, I'll be I'll be around, you know, occasionally here and there, and I'll always have an open hand for an invitation if need be. But you guys, of course, are doing great work. I wish you guys, again, the best of luck moving forward. Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate it. We're happy to, uh, to, to, to be, hopefully we can be back, uh, on, on the podcast again in the near future and, uh, always welcome at, at eSports Stadium Arlington. So always let us know when you come out. We're happy to have you. Well, I'll be careful with that promise. I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to it. That's, that's the issue. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't extend it if I, if I wasn't ready to, to, to have you come out and game with us and hang out. So awesome. Well, of course, uh, Tyler, can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I appreciate it, man. Of course, uh, anytime, anytime I can do anything for you guys, you're more than welcome. Welcome to hit me up for anything. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it so much. Of course, he's Tyler Wentz, Director of Global Partnerships over at Esports Stadium Arlington. We had an occasional appearance from Ben Colincini. He's the Director of Corporate Partnerships over there as well. But for now, they'll say goodbye. I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.